Hi, welcome to the N Squared Podcast. What's up, nerd geeks and gamers alike? It's your boy, Nerdy Nick, back with best friend, Josh. What's up? As you heard his uh, marvelous intro. <laughs> and we are back with a brand new episode of the N-Squared Podcast. Mm-hmm. As you've noticed, we've taken a little bit of a two-week break. Life gets busy. Expos get a happening. And... Um, Anyways, we're back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I actually, I uploaded like a, a, a minute and a half little, uh, what, what did you would call it? Uh, update. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, hey, just letting you guys know we didn't just up and leave and quit. Like, you know, stuff happened. So, you know, whatever. At least you're letting people know, you know. Yeah. Most people are just like, hey, we're back. And it's like, what the fuck happened? Right. And also, listeners, I don't know if you can hear it, but um, the AC, the air conditioner, is on. We're not turning it off because it's too damn hot. You know? It's too damn hot. <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh, we are coming to you from Tucson, Arizona on August 14th, 2022 at 7.51 p.m. I thought you were going to be like, this is a nice chilly afternoon. Yeah, right, dude. <laughs> it's too humid and shit. So, anyways, what's up? What's up? <laughs> oh man, it's too bad I don't have like a fucking soundboard because that would have been like saving it, using it on the soundboard later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what's been going on with yourself? Uh, not much. I uh, just been uh, hop back onto uh, Modern Warfare for a little bit, trying yeah. it out. It's been a while. It's been a while. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude. Fucking. It's been so long. I'm ass at the game. Yeah. Like, I can't quick scope like I used to. Mm. Fucking guns that I was really good with back then feel clunky. It's been so long. It's been over a year. Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess so, huh? Yeah. We've been just been playing so many other games and just doing other shit. Well, yeah. You know that. That happens, mm-hmm. especially when you get new consoles, you know. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, I, like, I didn't touch my PS4 since I got that PS5. Yeah. Well, what's, why? You know, what's the purpose of it now? I mean, I, play, I still play something like, like, like I am not going to download any of the older fucking Call of Duties onto the PS5. Yeah. I'm not trying to waste 250 gigs. <sighs> right. That space is precious. Yeah. With the new game, I really... See, this is one thing. I really hope with the new one that's coming out, Mm -hmm. they keep Warzone separate from the disc. Right. So it's not like a forced download. Yeah. 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 I'm still... I I really hope... I I really hope, too, with that... Not that we're, like, making a segment out of this, but I really hope that they get rid of that fucking multi-game main menu screen. Yeah, no. Where it's got like Cold War and, and Battle, what is it, Warzone, and then uh, Modern War, Vanguard, whatever. Yeah, like it's just, I hope they get rid of that. That's stupid. It cheap, it kind of like cheapens the experience of playing that game that you bought at a very minimal level, but still, it's like, I thought I bought this game. Not the other four. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I, I'm getting tired of Warzone. 
it was fun when it first came out. Yeah. You know, Battle Royale has been kind of just overdone at this point. Big time. And apparently they're doing Warzone 2, so that's what I'm saying. What? Yeah. What? Why? That's like know. making Fortnite 2. I don't know. So that's one of those things where I'm, that's what I'm saying is that I hope they keep mm-hmm. it separate. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that rumor is true or not. I'm fucking crossing my fingers that it's not true. Yeah. I remember, gosh, it was Black Ops 4 when they introduced the whole, it was like pre-War Zone, and I forgot what it was called, but it was the first Call of Duty Battle Royale. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, that like died, and then they came out with War Zone. But I remember playing Black Ops 4's Battle Royale. Never played Warzone, but I did play that one. Honestly, Warzone wasn't bad as a Battle Royale. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's doing. It's still doing really well. Right. That Black Ops 4 one, though, horrendous. It really was. Yeah, I don't remember. I only played, you know, just a handful of, like, rounds with it. And I was like, this isn't really my style, you know? Yeah. But yeah, other than that, what you been up to? Uh, well, actually, ha, magic. I wanted to see what would happen if I rotated the microphone, and it sounded like I was further away. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that also kind of proves, proves one of my points or theories with the microphone. You'll have to speak louder because the main mic picks me up here and the secondary only gets you just a little uh, bit. But um, I was actually going to ask you, speaking of playing different games other than Call of Duty and stuff, where are you at in the Final Fantasy game? Beat the main story. Oh, right on. Yeah. Um, I haven't really done too much because what you can do is you can replay missions. Okay. And... Um, like, the level cap for the main story, like, before you beat the game, you know, all that, the level cap is 30. Okay. For, you know, So you can only reach to level 30. For the classes. Okay. And then the level cap for equipment is level 99, something like that. Okay. But then once you beat the game, level equi- like the equipment levels shoots up to 300. Oh, shit. And then level huh. 99 is the, uh, the, um, Class, uh, I can count to 69. <laughs> Do you remember that video? No. Oh, you've never seen it? I, I, uh, I think I'll have to show you. It's from oh, Group yeah. X. They did, uh, do you remember that video I showed you a while ago? It was like the Super Mario twins. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same guys. Oh, okay. oh it's, it's, uh, 59. He goes, I can count all the way to 59. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Dude, that That's, video was fucking hilarious. Though. Yeah, the supermarket. Oh, God, it's like the same person. <laughs> <laughs> you ask them, we ask one, they like ice cream, both say yes. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah. It was it was a pretty fun game, I'll tell you that. It was very <laughs> different. I'm sorry. All I hear is, hey, idiot. <laughs> you know, like the, the beginning. <laughs> Guess what I got? Wrong. <laughs> Not wrong. The yeah. way he says it. Eh, wrong. I got Super Mario Twins. Chunkies for $2. Want to play? 
<laughs> Fucking A, dude. Anyways, yeah, yeah. So level caps and shit. Yeah. So you're replaying things to level up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you I derail this shit real quick. I know. <laughs> yeah, you basically replay the levels, but you know, you can there's a new system basically where you can upgrade the difficulty to those levels. Okay. Like the missions. Right. And when you up, like upgrade the difficulty, mm-hmm. it ups the uh the cap on the equipment dropped. As cool kids say, no cap. Oh god. I don't even know what that means. That's it's when like, I that's when I knew I was old, dude. When I was like, what are people posting fucking baseball hat emojis? No cap basically means like no lie. That's so stupid. Something like that. Dude, I know. I know like it's... that that I know I'm not old man yelling at the clouds, you know, when I see that stuff and get like angry. Because it's just stupid. It makes no sense. I mean, that's how I felt about when, like, Yeet and all that came out. <laughs> and lit. Yeah. But I, I have yet to use them, like, unironically. It's lit! Yeah. But, I mean, I at least understand it. There's yeah. no cap thing. I still am like, you know what? what? You know what I understand? Send it. That makes sense. You know when people are like, fucking send it! And then they do something crazy, stupid, stupid jump or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Lit. I get you know, it does sound um, like a really white person trying to be cool. You know, like they're around a bunch of their black friends. They're like, oh, yeah, this is a cool word. Yeah, I'm going to use that and let people know I'm down. You know, like. Yeah. But the whole no cap thing. Yeah, that's dumb. You know, as older people, we need to do our job. We need to start using it so I can die out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did the same shit with Yellow, dude. God. I remember... When, like, LMFAO was real big, and they had shirts that, you know, were just real big, loud, and stupid. Yeah. And people started wearing them like crazy, and then now, all you know, not now, but, you know, all of a sudden, they just died out. Did you know, just kind of going into that, did you know the reason they broke up and, like, they're no longer a thing is because one of them had, like, broken their ankle at a fucking concert, and he had to basically sit it out and recover. Uh-huh. And because the, they're uncle and nephew. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the uncle just went out and just kept doing the concert. Right. Red Fro. Yeah. Yeah. And he just, he was like, all right, cool. It's, it's fucking working out. Yeah. And he tried to do it solo. And it didn't do as good solo. Like they, they, they just basically broke up at that point. Yeah. Because they had an argument over it. Right. And it's wild just thinking about that, you know, because there were, they were huge, and then they just fucking disappeared. Yeah. You know what's weird, man? Is, like, musical acts, like, from that time. Like, them, Kesha, 303, Katy Perry, even. Yeah. Like, where? Like, you don't hear about them anymore. They were like a... <laughs> <laughs> the goddamn oven. Dang it, Bobby. Hey! They were like a beep. <laughs> food, <laughs> the food, the meatloaf. Mom, the meatloaf. <laughs> the the thing went off. I gave you directions. I don't remember them. <laughs> My God. Um. So just pretend you don't hear 
the fiance in the background in the kitchen. <laughs> but yeah, those musical acts, they're like nowhere to be seen anymore. And I always find it weird when I go into like Facebook and it'll like go to, you know, on the bottom there's news. Mm. You hit the news tab and it'll like, oh, Kesha is doing this right now. I'm like, when's the last time they that, that, that Kesha even made music? I know. It's weird. Yeah. I, I, like Kesha, I understand. She had this huge spiel going on with the recording studio. Huge. Huge. <laughs> yeah, she had this huge spiel going on with the recording studio. Something uh-huh. about, you know, something about a, a pay issue. or I don't remember exactly. Okay. But she was in the court for a while. No, it was uh, not a pay issue. It was um sexual assault. Well, oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like that. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, you know, like Kesha, she has my respect for going through with it because it was like years that she had to put up with it. Gotcha. And then the court alone was years as well. So. Yeah, of course. So, but you're right, though. It's like, yeah. Like, not one hit wonders, but they had several songs, but then they just. Well, died. like 303 was like a one hit wonder as far as like being popular in the mainstream. Yeah. I understand true. they were kind of like an undergroundish kind of thing for a mm-hmm. while, you know, but like they hit big and then they just died out right after that. I mean, I can't blame him. Like, if I had only had one good song in me and I put it out and made me millions, I'd be like, all right, cool. <laughs> Let me save this money up, do something else. I don't know, man. I would try to, like, at least have, you know, a sophomore album or a, a third one, you know. Like, Hollywood Undead is still at it. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, and their music actually got better after their first album, their first main album, mainstream album. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. They replaced their, like, lead singer and shit, you know. And Dude, that reminds me. There was this, I uh, had a friend. Me and two friends, we had gone to uh, an actual, you know, a Hollywood Undead concert. Mm. And we were barely even there at the concert because we get when we got there, Yeah, I was the suburb one. I was the one basically babysitting. I was yeah. just there to hang out, have fun. Mm-hmm. My other two friends, though, they were <laughs> drunk off their asses. Let's just say it didn't go too well. Yeah. One of them almost got arrested. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, because they're like, let's go, let's go get some beer. And I'm like, all right, I'll wait here. Yeah. And then I get a phone call. Mm-hmm. Hey, Josh, can, <laughs> can you come outside? Oh, I was like, what's going on? I forget what he told me. Basically, just come outside. Something's up. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. Fucking band is playing still. And we're not even like two or three songs in when oh. this happens. I go outside, and I see him fucking handcuffed Ooh. to the stairs. Yeah. I'm, I, I still got the photo. <laughs> I got to look it up. I yeah. still got the photo. But he's just like. Oh, just, so. What did he do? What happened was, the thing is, this guy, he's like, right now, he's maybe like 34, 35. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was like 22. He was like 25, 26. Okay. He was older than me. Yeah. By a few years. But he's also like five foot two. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Great guy. <laughs> Apparently, he got in an argument with the police officer that was doing the security detail there. I don't know what the fuck happened, but uh, he was arguing with him. So, like, a police officer handcuffed him. It's probably like, you're too young for this. <laughs> well, I mean, he had his yeah. ID. Right. right. 
So the cop, he explains to me everything. He's like, honestly, he's too drunk to be here. He needs to leave. Sure. I was like, all right, fine. I get it. And then my friend, he's like, well, before we go, I really have to pee. I really have to pee. And, I was like, <laughs> and the cop's like, all right. Yeah. So the cop's like six foot two, right? So Like, like a whole foot taller. Yeah. Yeah. Whole foot taller. He's like, all right. He uncuffs him, and they walk towards the venue, right? Yeah. The next thing I see, this is the reason I fucking remember this night so damn well, is the cop and him just, like, he's talked to him, and then I just see them start skipping. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> they skip. And the thing is, they're still, like, a good, like, 100 feet away from the entrance. Yeah. And they start skipping to the entrance all the way there. What the hell? I was like, what That's the so fuck? weird. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? It was a six foot two black guy. Yeah. It was a short five foot two Mexican. <laughs> it was fucking great. That's awesome. <laughs> and when they when they came back, I was like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. He's like, he's like, he wouldn't he really wanted to skip. <laughs> I was like, all right. Wait, the cop? No, no, like oh okay, the okay. Cop said he yeah. really wanted to skip. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> he was like, you wouldn't move unless we skipped. And I was like, all right, cool. He wanted was... to skip? He's fucking wanting to look for his lucky charms, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that, my, that night was fucking yeah. wild. I bet. So, yeah. Wow. Well, anyways. What were we talking about before that? <laughs> just what what I've been up to. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, um. Uh, probably it would be the main topic, but I went to Game On Expo. It, it was awesome. It was its first. I won't get into it too much here, just because it's a topic. But mm-hmm. it was its first time back since 2019. Uh, it was super successful, huge. They're already getting ready to plan for next year. You know. Um, what else? Uh, oh yeah, I started playing Fall Guys. We were playing that for like a good hour before the podcast. Which we should have probably started way earlier. But. Well, we also had to like work around, you know, dinner being made and stuff, know, which we so. still are doing. <laughs> um, let's see, just working a lot, man. And, you know, Evelyn's back in school now, so there's that going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, like PTO meetings and this and that. and. Jeez. Of course, the wedding planning is still going full steam ahead. Mm, just a lot, you know. It's like life, but it's a lot of good, though. Yeah, it is a lot of good for sure. Um, nothing I can really com- complain about too hard, you know. Like, there's of course always like little things here and there, or you know, when you're planning a wedding, there's a lot of. Uh, family drama over something. It's always got to be something. Yeah. You know, you know, whether it's someone putting an opinion when it wasn't asked or someone not happy they didn't get a plus one or w- whatever it is. You know, it's like just always something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's been a whole lot of just adulting. Lately, you know, yeah, I beat, um, doom 2016 again. I played through it and it was a lot like playing it over again. 
it's like such a fast game, the first three quarters of it. And then the last quarter of that game drags on. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and then... It's been a while since I played it, so I don't remember it. Yeah, dude. From like... Once you go to hell for the first time, and then go back to Mars, and then go back to hell, mm-hmm. that whole portion feels like... Does this need to be in here? You know? I don't remember back then when you first started playing it, though. You're like, oh my god, this game is great! Yeah, no, and it was a good game, but Doom Eternal <laughs> almost makes Doom 2016 unplayable. <laughs> like, oh man, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's such a, it's a faster game, and it... Not that Doom 2016 did anything wrong, but Doom Eternal... It's just that much better. They they looked at what they did and were like, challenge accepted, we're going to one-up the fuck out of this. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah. Like, to me, Doom Eternal is probably like the perfect FPS. You got creative platforming, um, a great uh, weapon... Uh, system Mm -hmm. Uh, like level design graphic detail so on and so forth you know dude it's just yeah (laughs) like the one thing I didn't like about Doom Eternal was there was no pistol with unlimited ammo like Doom 2016 had but that just makes it more uh, just that it makes it slightly more challenging that's all it really does yeah yeah, because like I tried to challenge myself when I was replaying Doom 2016. I was like, let's see how far I can get with just using the pistol. Yeah. And dude, I even killed um, the main boss at the end of the game, the uh, mastermind, Olivia Pierce. That bitch. Yeah, dude, so stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up running out of ammo about halfway through. Oh, yeah, her. I remember you were telling me. Yeah, <laughs> so I ended up just like using the pistol. And I was like, come on, come on. You know, I had All like right, Arnold. Yeah, I had like come on. <laughs> I had like two health left, no shield, you know. Oh god. Yeah. And then that, that was like the fucking seventh time I was trying to beat her, maybe. Dude, Ooh. she took all three BFGs and it took like a quarter of her health. What the fuck? Yeah, so stupid. Yeah, I, I re- literally ran through everything. But yeah. Um I'm playing through the Battletoads reboot right now. It's did, did you ever get the physical copy? Physical copy? Wait, no, no. I was thinking. No, fucking... you're thinking of Teenage Mutant yeah. Turtles. Yeah, no. They're um, amphibious <laughs> creatures. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, one would say Battletoads is a ripoff of TMNT. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, because like during that time, there's like Battletoads, TMNT, uh, Street Sharks. You know, all that, all that shit. Um, so I'm playing through that right now. It's actually pretty fun. It's definitely like four wall, fourth wall breaking, mm-hmm. you know, and, and shit. Uh, it's pretty fun. Pretty hard. Pretty fun. It's not like mind-blowing like Streets of Rage 4 was, like really fun and stuff. Like... But it's definitely something that you play through once or twice, and that's about it. Yeah, maybe once. Yeah. You know, I'm sure it would be funner playing with 
friends, a friend or yeah. two, because it is a three-player game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that would like probably add to it. But at the end of the day, it's 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 a cool game. It's solid. It is. It does look like hand-drawn um, graphics, which is neat. The lines and coloring is very bold and and pops and stuff. So that's cool. But um, yeah, I just I haven't really been able to game too much. I did hop on back on to uh, gosh, what is it called? Enter the Gungeon. Yeah. Just for just go. It's just a fun, easy game. Like you know, if you know me, you know I like to just pick up and play. Yeah. And that's uh-huh. a perfect pick up and play game. And it's dip. What I love is it's different every time you play it. It's roguelike. roguelike. Yeah, it's roguelike. Yeah. So. Once we get into game on and everything, we'll be talking about what I'm going to be playing. <laughs> you're not gonna time. You're gonna have. You're not gonna have time for anything. <laughs> Especially as the wedding gets closer. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, we'll go ahead and take a quick break and get back with the Q and A. And we're back with Q&A. This week, Q&A is going to be a little scarce just because I put out the Q&A feeler about 10 minutes before we started recording because I'm in, I'm, I am I'm a moron. <laughs> so we got questions from Britt and Evelyn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, let's see here. Let's sort through these. We'll do that. Very prepared today. Yeah, super prepared. <laughs> Why don't you read that one from Evelyn? Um. <laughs> How do you do the podcast and why? How do we do it? With a microphone and a computer. Yep, and sometimes with a microphone and the phone. Or we just even just use the phone. But I only did that. For Game On Expo. Yeah. And why? Because we want it. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. And it's something that lets the creative outlet, you know, it's a creative outlet. And it also just makes me feel like I'm doing something productive. You know, even though we just sit here, drink beer, and talk about stuff, it's, I don't know. People listen. So. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one comes from Brittany, which says, any movies you both are looking forward to seeing? I have yet to watch Sonic 2, but I'm already looking forward to Sonic 3. Right. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to see Bullet to seeing Bullet Train. I haven't um, seen it yet because that came out last, not this week's Friday, but last Friday. And we were getting ready for Game On Expo. Mm. But Bullet Train is like an assassin movie where everyone's after this one thing on the train. And Brad Pitt's like the protagonist. He's like a, an assassin type who's on his like last mission because he doesn't want to do this shit anymore. Mm, yeah. You know, and it, it just it looks really cool. Um, Ooh, another one. Another one. Another one. We the best! <laughs> John Wick 4. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I really want to watch that one. Oh, I can't wait till it comes out. Yeah. Uh, it's got a oh, Donnie, Donnie Yen. Um, oh, it man. Yeah, yeah. he's in it. Mm-hmm. Oh man, and he's good. He's good in everything. I fucking oh, love that guy. Yeah, fucking great he, actor. He was pretty badass in uh the third Triple X movie. He was in that. Have I seen that? Which one was that? It's a Triple X: Return of Xander Cage. You know what? I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, dude, you gotta see it. It's good, dude. I love it's the entertaining. first two. I yeah. love the first two. Yeah, and they even have um. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to do that because there, there's a cool cameo in it. I don't want to do it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. John Wick Four looks good. Um. You know what else I'm excited to see? Batgirl. Just kidding. Warner Brothers canceled it. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, dude. Have you heard? I, ju- I just saw that meme like oh, maybe half an hour ago. What a f- what a fucking mistake, dude. That was like Brendan Fraser was going to be the bad guy in the movie. This was like his big comeback. Why would they do that to him? Yeah, he, he, pa- he played a, a, a pyromaniac named Firefly. And yeah, I don't know. He needs a bigger role. He needs a role where he's the main character. Yeah, he's got another like dramatic kind of movie coming out called The Whale, I think, where he plays like a six hundred pound guy, whatever. That's fucked up. Well, it's a fat suit, obviously, but oh, okay. oh your, phone, mean... your phone's vibrating, ringing. Which one is it? Was it work? Oh no, it's uh, my friend Julie. Oh okay. Um. Let's see. I'm trying to think of what else is coming out like this year that I want to see, but I don't even know if. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I saw Prey and I was really looking forward to that. And it is a really good movie. I can't say too much on it because over at Drink Beer Play Games Patreon exclusive show bonus beers for as little as $5, you can listen to us. Talk about movies, whether it be game related or not. And our upcoming episode is going to be on the movie Prey. So I have to save a lot of my, you know, commentary commentary for for that. But I will say, if you have a Hulu account, watch it. It is bewildering to me why Disney decided to just put it streaming only. Because this movie would have made them buku fucking bucks in the box office. Wait, it's streaming only? I thought it was on the box. No, it's only on Hulu. Yeah. And apparently, Disney will also just be putting, uh, like, the Alien stuff as well from the Alien franchise on Hulu. They're missed opportunities. Yeah, dude. Big time. I would love to see Prey on the big screen. Like, love to see it. Like, it was really good watching it, you know, because I got a big-ass TV in the sound system and everything but the big screen that that is a big screen movie event it's there's a major difference between watching on a big screen and watching it at home yeah major yeah excuse me major difference yeah some would say huge huge (laughs) all right um let's see why don't you read that one from brit all right 
How would you rate this past expo compared to the others? Skill from one through ten. So obviously, this is in regards to the Game On Expo. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know if I can answer this fairly because 2019, I, I had a lot of steam behind me. Right, I was a partner on Facebook Gaming. I was doing my live streams every Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. My channel was growing a lot on YouTube. And I was a guest at Game On Expo because of all that stuff, right? So that year, I got like the full guest experience. I had the hotel room paid for. You know, I had the guest badge. I had a panel. I shared a booth with the Metal Jesus Rocks crew because I'm a uh, part of the group. <laughs> yeah. You know, Um so that alone is like a whole different experience, right? And it's 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 hard to like judge that it's hard to remove that experience from how was the the expo that year? Cuz the expo that year was great. You know what I mean? But you put that experience on top of it and that's what makes the whole shebang. Yeah. This year I brought Brittany and Evelyn, and this was Evelyn's first time going to a Game On Expo or video game convention in general. She's been to like Tucson Comic Con, which is like you can do that in one day. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Game On, dude. It takes like if you want to like really take in all of it, it takes all three days: mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Because there's that many vendors, there's that many free arcade games to play as well as tons of CRT TVs set up throughout the entire place Mm -hmm. with old school systems hooked up to, to play Mm -hmm. there's concerts, there's panels, so on and so forth, dude. Like every, I'll say this every year it gets better and better and better and bigger and bigger. Cause I, again, this is still not getting into the main topic for the podcast. But um, overall, it, um, expo-wise, I think this year is probably the best turnout by far for Game On. It, it's like when you're so used to having something, right? And then you take it away, not have it for a while, and then you get it back again. You're like, oh, my God, I, fucking, I loved this, you know, and whatever. Yeah. It's the same thing. Oh, okay. You know, it was gone for a couple of years because of COVID. You know, and it sucked. But, dude, when I tell you, when I walked into the convention center, because I, I went on Friday morning to go help Collector Protector set up. When I walked in and just saw the, the convention center, no people yet. You know, it was super early in the morning. It was like 7. Yeah. Uh, Friday morning. Because the convention hall didn't open until 12. Or, I'm sorry, tw- 1 Damn, on Friday. Bro. Yeah, because Friday is like a preview day, mm. you know, I think it was 12 for the VIP uh, pass holders. Yeah. But like when I walked in and saw everything, because I was walking in with John, the guy who runs it. Like, shit, you not, man, like tear ran down my fucking eye, you know, onto my cheek. And it was just like surreal because okay. there was a huge chance that like game on was never going to happen again. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a huge chance that conventions were never going to happen again. Yeah. Because rules were so tight 
and and there had to be like all these contingencies in place and so on and so forth, man. Like it was just great. It was a great return. I don't want to get too much into it, but out of a nine to 10, I'm going to say it was a fucking 9.9, you know, and every year I can only imagine it's going to be like 9.91, 9.92. You know what I mean? It's just going to get better and better every fucking time. That, that, that is an empty beer. I have the full beer on my left. Now it's on my right. <laughs> so you don't give it a 10 out of 10? Not yet. Not yet? Not yet. All right. Not yet. <laughs> if I had found two of my Holy Grail video games, 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10. All right. So to hop onto that question, Evelyn asks, how does Josh feel staying home? Does she mean staying home from the uh, from the, the convention? Expo? I think so because remember, Brittany was like, "You can just tag that one on to on mine." Ah, uh, yeah. Because you you obviously stayed back, watched the pup. Yeah. For us, honestly, it wasn't that bad because I mean, I've never been to the expo, so I have no expectations yet. You know, I'm not gonna go out based off your expectations because there's a chance that if I go, I might not like it. Right. Yeah, of course. I know I'm gonna like it. Yeah. It's a fucking gaming expo. Of course I'm gonna yeah. like it. But there's still that off chance. Right. So I until I go, I'm going with no expectations. I'm gonna let the expo do the talking. Right. So I feel okay with it because I haven't been there yet. Now, if I would have gone there last year, let's say, because if let's say if it would have happened last year. Yeah. If I would have gone there last year and then missed out on it this year, mm-hmm. depending on how I felt last year. Yeah. What you know, like let's say I loved it. Right. I would have been like, nah, fuck that. I want to go. Yeah. You know, that's how I would have felt. But for now, I felt okay. You didn't have no FOMO? FOMO? Fear of missing out. Nah, not really. Yeah. I miss out all my life. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, and like it's crazy because you even grew up around Dragon Con. Well, that's the thing. I never had the opportunity to go there. Yeah. But you worked at the subway right by it, right? Well, so the subway I worked at, we actually had something else called Anime Weekend Atlanta, AWA. Okay. Awa. Awa. Yeah. <laughs> AWA was actually surprisingly large. It, it was basically like the Game On Expo of Atlanta. Okay. Um, they had like a rave like little area yeah you know they had like all the vendors and all that shit it was it well, was dragon con have like a, a rave too or something dragon con that's because like all right so the area that we had it at it was like it was smaller than the fucking tucson mall oh wow yeah okay it's this specialty mall that they have that nobody goes to yeah. except for events okay it's weird you know, every every so often you'll have, you know, okay. people that work next door yeah. go to it and check shops out. Right. But um, they all those places that that have their shops there, mm-hmm. they make all their money just during events. Right. Like, all right, for example, Anime Weekend Atlanta. Uh huh. Just those three days, they made over sixty. Like the last time I went, the subway. Yeah. yeah, just the subway made over like sixty-five grand. Yeah, that's a lot. 
And that's, you know, it's fucking $5 subs. That's a lot of sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you that, man. The, the, the only people they allowed to go were the people that were fast mm-hmm. and efficient. Because they paid you. That was one of those jobs where they're like, we're going to pay you on the table. There's no taxes coming out. Oh, right on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you should be admitting that right I now. I don't know. The IRS, you know, situation that's going on. But That was years ago. What IRS situation? Oh, IRS is hiring fucking like 80,000 plus employees now. Oh, really? Yeah, but like 80,000 of them are going to be like armed employees. What? Yeah. I did not hear about that. Oh, yeah. There's this whole conspiracy about that, but that's a different topic. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, dude. I didn't know that. You know what? Whatever. They're, they're called enforcers. So. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like um, like when you owe a mobster money. That's what they are. They're that's mobbed. literally it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, all right, so <laughs> anyways. anyways, yeah, no, they fucking dude. Oh my god, God, it's flashback after flashback. There was like line, like all right, so from the moment it opened up till closing time, there was a line. I bet it never stopped. It never fucking stopped. Although I did remember seeing this one fucking uh, chick dressed up as the chick from Gurren Logan. I don't know if you ever heard of that anime. No. Nah. She literally just wears like booty shorts. Uh huh. Well, like fucking, you know. Ripped shorts, yeah, really short, and a bra. Okay, she was hot as shit. I remember because <laughs> I, I gave her a compliment, and you know there was a little chemistry there. But you know, of course, I was never gonna see her again. So I was like, "Fuck it, whatever." Pepperidge Farm remembers, <laughs> dude. I made like fucking. They paid us like fucking four hundred dollars for that fucking weekend. If you worked all three days, yeah, four hundred dollars for like eight hour shifts. Yeah. Yeah, because they had, you know, they had two, two two teams. Okay. You know, one working, you know, first morning shift, one night shift. Right. Second half. But yeah, no, dude, for three weekends, I mean three weekends, three days. <laughs> three weekends? Huh, that would be nasty. No, but for three days, that was a lot for a subway worker. 25 bucks an hour? What do you mean? Yeah, hopefully we don't have any IRS listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that shit all went to rent. To yeah, rent. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was a it was a pretty fun uh, event. I probably wouldn't compare it at all to Game on Expo. Yeah, you really can't because that's probably it was, anime. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a whole different experience. Oh, oh, oh my god! There was this chubby dude. It was fucking the best, the <laughs> best fucking outfit I saw. What? He was dressed as Goku. Okay. <laughs> so you know of course he had a, yeah he it was a shirtless goku oh so <laughs> okay his fucking hair was laminated what <laughs> so instead of having like you know like the actual like hair to shape it into it yeah he basically lam- like printed out his uh the goku hair yeah like you know long wise yeah laminated that bitch Made it into like a hat, you know, a circle cylinder, sure, yeah, yeah, and shoved it on his head. Oh my god! <laughs> Whether he was trying to be ironic or not, it feels fucking great. Dude, I bet you he was like proud of shit too. <laughs> Either which way. <laughs> oh man, that that was one of the memorable moments. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, anyways, that's that's the Q and A. <laughs> and we'll come back with the main topics.
What's up, guys? And we are back with our main topics for the week. So starting off with this uh, first topic, have you ever heard of Humble Bundle? No. So Humble Bundle is a company that, ah, fuck, I forgot who owns them. I think IGN owns them now. But what it is, is is a company that gets a bundle of games, right? Mm -hmm. You can pay as little as $1 and get a part of the bundle or pay the full asking price for the bundle and you get the entirety of the bundle. But with Humble Bundle, profits go towards charities, which is pretty fucking awesome. So, for instance, uh, one time, I think I paid 15 bucks for the entirety of a, it's from HE, which is called Humongous Entertainment. Mm-hmm. They make games like Pajama Sam, um, Spy Fox, and other like click and point adventure games on the PC mm-hmm. that I grew up with. And I bought that bundle on Steam for Evelyn. She played the, the shit out of those games. Like, you know. So, Humble Bundle right now has a deal sweet ass deal where you can get resident evil three two biohazard for a 50 percent off coupon for village resident evil six resident evil five gold edition resident evil zero resident evil revelations two deluxe edition resident evil revelations two episode one resident evil and resident evil revelations for thirty dollars jesus thirty dollars that is an amazing that is one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve eleven games and the 50 percent off coupon for village that is insane yeah what so paying just one dollar will get you three of the games while paying 10 will get you seven and paying 30 will get you all 11. Wow. This bundle is live right now at Humble Bundle. I'm pretty sure this is all just PC. Either on PC. That's amazing. But that bundle alone, right there, dude. Resident Evil 2, this remake, I'm assuming, Mm -hmm. and Resident Evil 3 alone are like 15 bucks a piece at best at a GameStop. Maybe 20 to 30 dollars each still. Well, I mean, if you get the fucking uh, 50% off, just the 50% off for yeah. Village, that's 30 bucks. Yeah, exactly. That's I mean, wild. huge, huge fucking deal, dude. Like, I urge what? any and all Resident Evil fans who listen to our podcast, who have a Steam account, get this bundle. It's $30. You're never going to see this catalog go for that price again. That's insane. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, if your PC can run these games, fucking go for it. Again, I don't know if it's PC only, but get on this deal now. Because when I saw it, I was like, holy shit. And then I was like, I have all these games. (laughs) (laughs) You know? But still, dude, like, it was too good not to share, even as, like, a, a slight topic. Oh, yeah. You know, for the podcast. Dude. Oh my god, that's mind blowing! Yeah. And your money goes to a good cause. Yeah, you know, so get the humble bundle right now. And this, we are not sponsored or affiliated with Humble Bundle. I just thought this was a really good deal and had to share with the audience. Yeah. <clears throat> so moving from 
the deal news over to AEW news. Oh. CM Punk returned. Ooh. CM Punk fucking returned, dude. So he so John Moxley and Chris Jericho mm-hmm. had a match this week, you know, for the interim belt because John Moxley's interim champ. John Moxley and um Chris Jericho put on one hell of a match. It was amazing. It was a really, really good match. And at the end, shenanigans were happening. You know, Jericho's goons came out. Um, the back, the Blackpool Combat Club came out, you know, and retaliated. And then CM Punk, his fucking cult of personality, the music hit. And people were like, oh, my God. You know, like, I even fucking popped on the couch. And I was like, oh, my God, he's back. He's back. And Brittany was like, ow, you're hurting me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sorry, I just got really excited. Um, and he even like once, so him and, and Moxley like kind of like stared at each other and then Moxley pulled the fucking stone cold and just flipped him off and then walked out of the ring, you know, but then CM Punk was just living up to the crowd, you know, and, and, and entertaining them, you know, like going to each ring post. And then he even was like hopping on one foot to show like, Hey, check it out. I'm good again. Yeah. You know, cause he had a foot injury. Or leg injury. They wouldn't get into specifics, but he's good. And he's back. Just in time for All Out, AEW's pay-per-view in September. Nice. Yeah. Which, they're also introducing trios belts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's the trio tag team division. Which they uh, talked about in uh, the previous uh, pay-per-view, didn't they? No, I think they talked about the um, All-Atlantic Championship. Mm. Which is like the for the foreigns. The foreign belt. Then which one was it? Because I remember I was here when they. It was dynamite. Ah, that was you were yeah. over one night for a Wednesday night. Yeah, and we watched dynamite. Um, so that tournament will be going on. The Young Bucks are still looking for their third partner, Hangman Adam Page. They went up to him and were like, "Hey, dude, sorry, we've been such a dick to you all this time. Uh, we used to be a really good team back in the Bullet Day Club or the Bullet Club days, and and so on. What do you think?" But Hangman is affiliated with the Dark Order. And he's like, look, they were there for me when you guys weren't. Mm -hmm. And I need to be in their corner as they're in the trios tag team division now. He's like, you should be with someone who who always had your back. Kenny Omega. My motherfucking favorite modern day wrestler right now. (laughs) I'm just waiting for him to come back to AEW because... He's been recovering. He had, like, fucking eight surgeries. He's been injured since 2008. You know, like, he just <laughs> he just wrestled through injuries, dude. Jeez. He's also been really busy with AEW's Fight Forever video game because he is, like, one of the head... Um, he's one of the heads of AEW Gaming uh, branch. Because oh, they, wow. they have their own branch called AEW Gaming. Oh, or AEW wow. Games, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, nice segue... They've been showing off um, gameplay footage um, and modes and whatnot for AEW Fight Forever. Mm. There's mini games in the fucking thing. What? <laughs> yeah, they have like mini games in it and stuff. Um, the, the game looks cool. Don't expect the graphics you're going to get from like a 2K WWE game. These graphics kind of look similar to, um, what is it, like All-Stars Wrestling on the PS3. Where everyone's just slightly like overly buff, 
you know, okay. and, and whatnot. It's going to look more arcadey. It's going to have more of an arcadey feel, and that's something that they're boasting about because they don't want it to be over simulated, uh, you know, okay. and like move this thumbstick this way and this one this way, and then time it just right, you know, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of bringing it like back to a basics, uh, like N sixty four wrestling, so to speak. Yeah, you know, and it's actually up for pre order right now on THQ Nordic's website. Oh, THQ. Yeah, THQ Nordic is publishing the game with Ukes behind the development. And Ukes made the engine that 2K uses for the WWE games. All right. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I love THQ Nordic. Mm -hmm. They have phenomenal games. Yeah. Absolutely fun as hell games to play. I have yet to play a game that they've made that I didn't enjoy. Well, now you can expect another one to come through. Yeah. Hopefully this game comes out this year. That's what they've been kind of like hinting at. I mean, pre-orders are up right now. That doesn't say or mean a whole lot, considering there could be delays still or whatever. But they've released the cover artwork. Um, They've showed off a lot of stuff for the game so far. I'm excited. I don't know the budget going into the game, so it might be like... A budget title it might not be like a full $70 game maybe it's like a $50 game or a $40 game. I don't know yeah but it's one of the games that I talked about in uh, one of our most or one of our recent episodes where it's like I think Brittany asked what games are you looking forward to this year or whatever mm-hmm. I was like AEW fight forever you yeah. know uh, so I'm really excited about that it is really cool I'll have to show you the the trailer all right. That came out. It's uh, Tony Schiavone, you know, the ring announcer, oh, and Britt yeah. Baker uh, playing the game. So, next up on the topic list, we've got some interesting news. Segwaying off of THQ Nordic, Ooh. Tomb Raider. Did you get a new game coming out? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but. Talking about Tomb Raider and THQ Nordic, MGM lost the movie rights to make another Tomb Raider movie. What? Yes. So, the whole deal was they had to have cameras rolling by May 1st, 2022 Uh to make a sequel to the rebooted uh, Tomb Raider movie that came out in, like, what, 2018? With, uh, like, Alicia uh, Vikander. I don't remember that movie. So, yeah, that movie came out and it was based on the rebooted Tomb Raider games. Huh? Because yeah. I mean, that reboot, rebooted Tomb Raider game, Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider, <laughs> yeah, were actually really fucking fun games. Yeah, the first one, like, once I got thirty minutes into the game, I was like, I can't put this controller down. It was yeah. fucking fun. Hell it was yeah. great. Different spin on the on the genre, you know. You're not going in guns blazing and shit, you know. And it was more of kind of like a quiet hunter kind of game. Yeah. You know, with mm-hmm. crazy fucking platforming and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, last week news broke that Vilkander, or Vikander, will no longer play the video game adventurer Laura Croft in the upcoming sequel. According to a new report from The Wrap... 
MGM lost rights to produce a follow-up to the Candor's Laura Croft adventure because cameras weren't rolling by May 1st, 2022. Wow. As one source told the rap, they had a window they missed. Theoretically, it was an MGM fuck-up. Wow. This was from avclub.com. That's so... Um, you know the actress uh, Aubrey Plaza? The one from fucking... Um... Parks and Rec? Oh, yeah. I was going to say um, Scott Pilgrim. Was she in that? Yeah. She was the one that uh, whenever she would cuss, it would blow her out her mouth. God, I don't remember. I've seen that movie like once. What? Yeah. Oh, man. The movie's great. Yeah. I'm not, oh, yeah. I like, know who you're talking about. Yeah. So anyways, um, you know the director Edgar Wright, who did like Shaun of the Dead and all those movies? Yeah, that's her. Mm-hmm. Um, he thought her, uh, because of a new image that she shared on social media or whatever, he thought she got cast as a new Laura Croft. She wouldn't fit that well, but... Well, I can kind of see it. Physique-wise, maybe, but... Yeah. So, he congratulated her and was like, Oh my god, are you the new Tomb Raider? Or whatever. And she was like, what? No, this is like from my other movie that I just did. (laughs) She's like, although I would love to play Lara Croft and stuff, you know? So, now I kind of wonder, like, okay. If they're going to give Tomb Raider another movie... And another actress from another studio. It's kind of exciting because we live in a kind of time right now where what's old is new. Yeah. And what if, because it never really got brought up, even in the Angelina Jolie movies. Which, honestly, for me, those are fucking great. I love those. I like the first one way better than the second one. But I I will still watch the second one, The Cradle of Life. Mm -hmm. But what if... They bring to the screen the PS1 Laura Croft. Fucking triangle tits? Well, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is like that, you know, aqua green tank top bikini thing, whatever she wore with the badass sunglasses, oh, the kind of reddish brownish hair, yeah. you know, where, where she just gives no fucks. Fucking blast everything. You know, and she's like the female kind of like, counter James Bond cross Indiana Jones. Yeah. I would love to watch a movie like that because you know what? You get some of the stunt coordinators from like the John Wick movies and shit, you know, it, it would just be fucking awesome. You send her into like this, get her out of the jungle. Let's, let's throw her back into like a, like, like a cave and, and pyramids and, and stuff. Right. And then kind of make it kind of like a, uh, the National Treasure kind of movies, right? Where it's yeah. kind of globe-trotting. Yeah. You know? That'd be great. And, bro, it would be awesome. Oh, yeah. You know? Uh, like, oh, yeah. yes, make her sexy. Yes, make her tough. Yes, make her a fucking badass. That's what she was. That's exactly what she was. You know? And, like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's empowerment to women. You know, it is a sexy femme fatale who is just not going to listen to anybody. 
It's funny. They have all these characters they could really fucking, you know, use for that kind of stuff, but they always want to fuck everything else up. Yeah. But but it makes me it makes me excited and kind of like interested. Do I think we'll get a, a movie in the next 5 years? I'm not holding my breath because someone else has to snatch up the rights now. Yeah. You know? But um I thought it was really interesting news that I, I saw this morning. I was like, oh, shit. Wait, what? Really? So now we'll hop back over to gaming. Yeah. <laughs> so THQ Nordic had a presentation this past week. Ooh, and they've announced. THQ Nordic. H- I know. I should have fucking. I did not. I, no, I, I did not plan excited. this right. I know. It's because, like, I try not to keep up with news. Right. Because it's, like, a lot of news shit. It's just, like, I kind of get disappointed by it. Right. So, this list follows everything Xbox-related. This is from Mm purexbox.com. Alone in the Dark is getting reimagined for Xbox Series X and Series S. Looks really good. And this is, like, a, a total remake reimagining of the original alone in the dark mm-hmm. which was like the grandfather to resident evil yeah it was... like this game introduced yeah. tank controls and all that you know <laughs> and survival horror really uh recreation is getting a new racing game from devs behind burnout and need for speed i'm excited for that because i love the fuck out of burnout games dude those are so much fun uh there's a new trailer for gothic an iconic German RPG that's coming to Xbox Series X and S. I've heard of Gothic, but I don't remember much about it. That name is very... It's, it's a well-known name. Yeah. I just don't remember much about the Gothic. I, I, I don't know. Um, Outcast 2 gets a new trailer ahead of upcoming release for Xbox Series X and S. I don't know what Outcast is. I feel I, stupid. I, I feel like I know this, but I don't... It's a survival horror are you thinking Outlast? Oh, wait, no. Yeah. Outlast is the one with the video camera. Oh, shit. Ha! Yeah, you're right. What the fuck? Outcast. What the fuck? I gotta look it up now. While you're, while you're pulling that up, Jamie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> SpongeBob, the Cosmic Shake, is getting closer to launch, and a new trailer was unveiled. So it's a new you know, SpongeBob game. With a different animation style, kind of like what's more modern to, say, the Patrick Starr show. Did you know that? Did you know Patrick Starr has his own fucking TV show? I didn't know about that, but I remember hearing about the potential, this was a while ago, Yeah. of there being spinoffs. And I remember this was con- controversial because of the fact that the creator of Spongebob died. Yeah, he died, and he specifically said, I do not want you know spinoffs, I do yeah. not want this, I do not want... Yeah, it's SpongeBob saves SpongeBob. Right. But once he died, they took that opportunity to create whatever the fuck they wanted. Which is crazy because you would have to think that, well, I don't know. I have my thoughts, but I don't know how the rights work and, and you know, what his estate, who's in control of his estate yeah. and, and those decisions. Um, also, AEW Fight Forever debuts new gameplay, including a first look at weapons and minigames. A new trailer for Destroy All Humans 2 reprobed. Ooh. Ahead of its late August release. So that, that game will be coming out later this month. Nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I mean, they just did a remaster of the uh, first one. Yeah, I think that was like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those were those were good games, solid games for the what Xbox. Yeah, it was original like, Xbox. Yeah, PS2, Xbox mm-hmm. game, series, series, era. Yeah. But, so you have anything for uh, Outcast? So Outcast one actually came hey, out. Hey, yeah. Oh my God. That one's a little later. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Boop, I am for real. Never meant to <laughs> make your doctor cry. I apologize a million times. I'm yeah. sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Outcast, the first one, apparently came out in 1999. Huh. So they've waited 23 years. That's crazy. That's yeah. What what is the game? What is the game? <laughs> what is this? It's Outcast is an action adventure game developed by Appeal and released by In- Infogrames. Infogrames. Oh, Infogrames. Yeah. Yeah. For Windows in 1999. Huh. It was apparently critically acclaimed and named Adventure Game of the Year. Oh wow. Yeah. It's uh it looks like it's an open world game sort of. And it looks old as shit. Well, 99, bro. Yeah. But apparently they made a remake. Hmm. Yeah. When? Mm. The trailer was released June 7th, 2017. Okay. So it probably came out 2018, 2019. Roughly, yeah. It's wild. Yeah. And then lastly on this list, we have Way of the Hunter launches next week on Xbox. Never heard of that game before. Me neither. But that's the the news from THQ Nordic's presentation. And that is it for all we have uh, for gaming news and whatnot. I will say this also. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is now on Blu-ray, 4K Ultra HD, and DVD. I snagged myself a copy today at uh, Target. And when we went, it said they had, you know, like a bunch in stock or whatever. But the Target that we also go to is doing like uh, uh, shifting around of everything, right? They're like moving the aisles around and shit, reconstructing the store. So their movie section isn't really a movie section anymore. It's more of just an end cap for the time being. They had all the movies in the back. Oh, God. So the dude comes out like five minutes later because I ask him, I'm like, bro, it says you got them right here, but they're not here. <laughs> you know? And so he's like, oh, yeah, they're probably all in the back. Let me go see. And he brings me one out and he goes, yeah, dude, I had a, um, they were all in a box. I had to cut open a box real quick because we haven't put them out yet. <laughs> so the, the movies, you know, they just came out. So... I would definitely recommend you hop on that if you want a Sonic 2, because this movie is, like, so good. So good. Um, So, yeah, we'll come right back with the main topic in just a few moments. This segment of the N-Squared podcast is brought to you by Collector Protector. That's Collector Protector with a K, where they have all your gaming, VHS, card, Funko Pop, and anything else needs as far as protection goes. I've been using this brand for a long time, and I can tell you guys this. Even their early models of their clear vinyl or acrylic protector cases hold up 
amazingly. They have new product out that's even up to half a centimeter thick. And I got to say, if you have kids live in an area where there's dust or humidity or you're just looking to keep your products in pristine condition, this is the company to go to. I have a complete inbox NES action set. And you bet it is covered in collector protector protection plastic. It's the best investment I have ever made as far as my collection goes. I have a special edition Back to the Future VHS sealed exclusively from McDonald's. And I traded my collector protector from a Pokemon VHS to that VHS tape. And I kid you not, 30 minutes later after I swapped it out, my Back to the Future case and VHS fell to the floor. Had it not been for that collector protector case over it, it would not be in pristine condition and I would regret it to this day. So check them out on Instagram at collector protector and that's collector with a K. Let them know Nerdy Nick sent you. And also make sure to protect your collectibles with per collector protector. <laughs> we ran this ad live, baby. <laughs> and unscripted. And we're back with the main topic of the evening. Game on Expo 2022. Hey. That's right, man. Oh, my God. I don't even know where to start. I guess I should start on a Friday, right? Yeah. <laughs> Take a hit of the vape. That Okay, so for, Game On Expo ran, if you, if you heard our ads for it, ran Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I went, actually, I woke up on Friday at 4 in the morning. Drove my happy ass to Phoenix from Tucson, which is about an hour and a half, two hours, depending, you know, if you make a pit stop or not. Yeah. I did because I needed to pee real bad. That energy drink flew right through me and I was like, I need to pee. <laughs> so there's like a pit stop halfway, you know, halfway through where you can just, you know, take a whiz. As I call it, bro, I need to take a whiz Khalifa. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and I made it to the convention center at about like seven in the morning. Met collector protector jeff um and his brother david who actually makes the canto comic books oh yeah from idw yeah also he has other comics as well nowadays um but help them set up the booth and everything i did not get to walk the convention floor on friday (laughs) so let me tell you how this ran down I show up, walk in the door. I have like my tools with me because we we're setting up this like big grid display wall thing with shelves and stuff. Yeah. Um, setting up a retail kiosk with like glass panels and stuff. Um, but I, I walk up to the convention door. Security lets me in. I have like a vendor pass on me. Um, 
and I see John Lester who runs Game On Expo, mm-hmm. and I just like run up to him, give him a big ass hug because we hadn't seen each other since 2019 when we went to. Oh no, I saw him at Game On Expo in 2019, but I also wrote up. We wrote up together to SoCal Retro Gaming Expo in 2019 that same year oh really yeah yeah we like roomed together and stuff and nice. we had we had set up a booth advertising for game on because nice. normally socal isn't like the beginning of the year mm-hmm. and then, you know game on's later on so it's nice to plant seeds early you know mm-hmm. um but i hadn't seen him since late 2019 you know he was a good friend to uh give me support and stuff when i really needed it you know during my divorce and everything and he's always just been a good guy you know yeah um so i saw him we hugged and and talked and you know just how are things and stuff and he gave me the passes for me Brittany, and or Brittany, evelyn and i for the weekend you know uh the passes this year looked really cool like every year they're different designs you know and this year the kids pass was uh uh sonic being flown by tails like Sonic was holding Tails' hands as Tails was flying. Yeah. You know, and the adult passes were Cloud versus um, Sephiroth, mm-hmm. like a swords clash, you know, for the full event. It was really cool. Uh, I don't know what the individual day passes look like because I'm not a chump. <laughs> I go for the full thing, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a wimp. But, uh, you know, so set up the booth. And I, I tell you, dude, as soon as I walked in, to the convention floor even though it was like dead and no one was there yet early hours of the morning it brought like a tear to my eye you know and i saw the free play arcade it was huge and john lester was like yeah i wish it was a little bit bigger you know but we did what we could and i was like shut the fuck up dude this is amazing <laughs> it's a miracle this is this is here this year yeah you know like john will straight up tell you himself like the first game on expo i ran all my credit personal credit cards maxed them out i drived on on lyft for two years every weekend drove drove would drive you know whatever it to pay off the credit card debt and just continue to build game on like dude game on was built out of his pockets personal pockets mm-hmm. you know and it, it started out in a smaller convention center in Mesa and blew up to what it is now. And this year, it was the biggest floor space they ever had at 140,000 square feet. Damn, like they used up the entire, huge. they used up the entire um, hall for the convention center. Because Phoenix Convention Center is like split up into different buildings. Mm-hmm. You know, Game On took up the entirety of the dedicated building it was 140,000 square foot just for the, the, the floor, not including the panel halls, not including the um, tactical laser tag that they had going on. They had that? Yeah, dude. It was oh, awesome. I, I wish I would have tried it out, but it looked fucking cool, dude. Um, what now? Was that, was that included with the pass? No, I think you had to pay extra, um, you know, but... Probably wasn't that much. Yeah. You know, like an energy drink was like six bucks. So, you know, I could imagine it could only be like, what, 12 bucks for 15 minute round, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Um, so I walk in, shed a tear and I'm like super fucking happy. 
And then I, I meet up with Jeff and David. It's it's funny because they're twins. You know, they're twin brother. They got the same fucking silver fox gray hair going on. Um, you can only tell their difference really by like their voice. You know, really. I mean, they're twins, bro. You know, if you're not around both of them at the same time long enough, you gotta like find something to find it like discern to make a difference. Yeah, no, most because I've met a few twins in my life, and they usually sound the same. Yeah, no, their voices are different a little bit. Huh. Um. So, anyways, helping them build, you know, everything, actually unloading the U-Haul trailer, mind you, Phoenix middle monsoon season even though it's fucking 7 30 in the morning my ass sweating like crazy i had jean pants on a nice new super mario shirt first time wearing it and it got drenched yeah it was just i had to actually take off my shirt (laughs) i took off my shirt and started just you know helping the guys out and everything get everything unloaded and all of a sudden you know like a little while later goes on. It's like 9, 10 in the morning. Some of the guests start showing up, just kind of like walk the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, vendors are intermingling with each other. Jeff was already making tons of money. Like he sold the game for like 1200 bucks at like 9 in the morning wow. to another vendor, you know. Um, and then people start coming up to me. And I just hear, Nick! And nerdy nick you know and just like bro you know like all the all these vendors starting to come up to me guests like gabo from um uh uh, pixel squad Mm -hmm. you know and they were walking together all three of them and he he saw me on like the ladder like hooking up these uh cool led signs that collector protector was selling and he goes hold on i have to say hi to my friend and then he comes up to me, gives me a hug, and then we like arm wrestle. Of course, I win, you know. And and then he's like, "I bet you can't pick me up," you know. <laughs> and then I think I told you the story. I, yeah. I like I picked him up, and he's like, "Let me tell you, a man never hold me like that in my life." <laughs> <laughs> but um, it literally like again got me emotional because I have a. I don't know what exactly. I I don't remember the name of it. Imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Where I feel like I don't belong with these big guys. Um, And it just... Hang on one second. Sorry about that, guys. It's uh, Sunday night, and daughter needs to get in the bath and everything. But anyways, um, it Im- imposter syndrome. Yeah. Even when I was a guest, I felt like I had it, you know, in 2019. And during that time, I was walking the floor before people were allowed in and everything. And vendors, you know, that I had never met before were like, Nerdy Nick? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, dude, I love your channel. I watch it all the time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or I watch your live streams every Wednesday. Nice with Nerdy Nick. And I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
And then, of course, you know, I branch out, go to SoCal and, and whatnot, and I meet a bunch of people, but um, it kind of happened all over again where I just was like there setting up and stuff. And um, literally everyone came up to me that I've known from the past and stuff. And it made me feel like I still fucking matter in this community. Yeah. You know, and like, I am a big deal, you know, and, or to a certain extent, you know, within the community. And what was cool is people were asking, Oh, where's your daughter? Where's your fiance? Mm -hmm. You know? And I was like, Oh, they'll be here, you know, throughout the weekend, you know, I'm just here setting up and then I've got to go back to Tucson and, yeah. You know, we'll be back tomorrow for the weekend. Um, and literally everybody like treated them like royalty. <laughs> it was, it was, it was awesome, dude, because so like Saturday comes around, you know, and, and we get Evelyn and for my exes and we go to the expo you know, we check into the hotel first. We all change into our cosplays. You know, I was my super buff Mario Evelyn was um, Uravity. Yeah. You know, in the, uh, I don't know what you would call it, the gym clothes outfit. You know, the, the blue jumper that uh, all the, the students wear. Yeah. Like I, during PE or training. I, yeah. Yeah. And then Brittany was um, a uh, UA cheerleader, mm -hmm. you know, in the orange and green and all that. And dude, Saturday was like incredible because it was busy as fuck. <laughs> like the pre-sales on the tickets were up 120%. Jeez. From years past. Yeah, it was incredible. And I can tell you this, bro. Like I have never seen the convention floor that flooded. Like it was, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. You know, Dang. like it was popping, man, all over the place. And that's for the larger venue too, right? Mm-hmm. Dang. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was awesome to see. That's good. It was awesome to see. And then, um, you know, we had like friends who um, had their own, like, of course we had like friends who had their own booths and stuff. Cause I'm friends with the vendors and stuff, but we had like, um, you, you and I can get a booth at game on and pay for it. Uh -huh. You know, like anyone can have a booth, you know, and we had friends who kind of like combined money together to make a booth to sell, whatever doubles they had or, or whatever they just want to get rid of. Yeah. And, um, Jaime is one of them. Jaime Hernandez. Uh, he runs like a video game and trade kind of, uh, group on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And he actually came down from Phoenix for Evelyn's birthday party two years ago at defy. And he brought his daughter, um, Evelyn and so her name, Sophia, they hung out. Like all day Saturday, all day Sunday, it was awesome because I was like, "Oh, cool! Evelyn's got a kid to to hang out with and play with." Yeah, you know, and they went shopping, and you know, her dad bought them stuff, and I bought them stuff, and you know, it was kind of nice to be like, "Oh, okay, Evelyn, you guys are gonna hang out at the booth." All right, well, me and mom and and uh, Tony, our neighbor, he went too. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, well, we're gonna walk around. We'll be back half an hour." And we come back, and how are you guys doing? Okay, you guys want to walk the floor with us now? Okay, cool. Yeah, you know. So it was like really cool because like game on is such a, like a family oriented event. You That's know what good. I mean? Yeah. It's a big time. Um, anyone can go and have a good time. 
What's crazy is I couldn't walk five seconds without someone going, hey, can I get a picture with you? <laughs> and like as as cool as it is, I like looked at Brittany, you know, and I was like, you think this is still cool? Because <laughs> I'd be like, here, hold my pass, hold my bag, you know, or whatever, or like hold my phone, you know, like I, I, I think I took at least 200 pictures on Saturday Jeez. in cosplay. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Even when I was sitting down eating, bro, people were coming up and be like, can I have a picture with you? Mouthful of nachos. Yeah, sure. Well, one second. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? Huh? That episode in The Boys. Wait. Um, you've seen The Boys, right? Mm-hmm. That episode in The Boys where Homelander's trying to uh, eat with his son. Yeah. And then everyone's like, hey, hey, can we take a picture? <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was cool, dude. Um, Saturday was just crazy, dude. Oh, man, we ended up at uh, the Taco Bell Cantina at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. You know, what? for those of you who don't know what a Taco Bell Cantina is, it's Taco Bell where they serve alcohol. And they have alcoholic Baja Blast slushies and, and shit. Like, it's really cool. You know, it's right by the, the convention center. It was a block away from our hotel. You know, we walked there from the hotel. Yeah. Um, and then Sunday was still a busy day on the floor. There was a lot of people still on Sundays. Um, Sunday, the convention closed at 5. You know, and I felt like Sunday ran by super fast. You know, and that was the day that I got the majority of my shopping in. Because on Saturday, I wanted to prioritize Evelyn and Brittany. And making sure they get to see the convention for what it is and to have a good time because it's both of their first times. And what I admire the shit out of is Brittany wanting and willing to cosplay and Evelyn wanting and willing to cosplay. Like, you know, I I, I think it's more clear that Evelyn was down to cosplay no matter what, Yeah, (laughs) you know, but like for Brittany to just be like, oh, you're going to dress up. Can I dress up? Mm hmm. You know, like, what do you think I should wear? Whatever. You know, and at first we thought, okay, she'll go as Luigi. You know, female Luigi. But then, like, that didn't work out because of, you know, availability to get a costume in on time or whatever. But we found this really cool My Hero um, cheerleader outfit, you know. And I had, like, my wig for All Might. I had my bodysuit. I have the boots. But I could not finish the wig in time. In time. Yeah. Like, I was up till 1 in the morning Friday trying to get this wig, you know, because of the hair antenna he has. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I couldn't get it in time. It would have been awesome, but, like, it just didn't work out. Yeah. You know, so I was like, we'll, we'll do it another time for something else, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but I, I thought it was really admirable that Brittany was like, yeah. You know, and like a couple of people even asked her to like take pictures. And she's like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) But it was really cool, dude, because you, I like joked with Brittany and I was like, oh, you're already known at the convention, even though you haven't gone yet. Like people know who you are and you're going to be treated like royalty. And sure shit, bro. Like we go to like all these vendors and stuff where people just come up to me, you know, and they're like, bro, what's up? Oh, dude, this is your fiance. You know, you're so lucky, whatever, this and that. And if I knew a vendor and Evelyn and I were shopping at their booth for like games, Pokemon cards, whatever, yeah. they gave her free shit. Or if they saw that I let 
Evelyn, like for instance, one of the dudes named Tony, who's a vendor, um, he had like a bunch of Pokemon cards for sale, you know, like the packs. Mm-hmm. And um, he saw her pick them out. He was like, on the house, bro. For you, on the house. Damn. You know, yeah, like, I don't know. It's just, I'm not in no way, shape, or form trying to brag, you know, at all. But like, I got like the homie hookup with a lot of these guys because I've been very loyal to these vendors for a long time. Yeah. You know, one of the vendors saw me on Sunday and was like, Nick, and he ran up to me. His name's Rome. Uh, he owns LA uh, video games. And he started out, bro, as like this one little table at Game On. Ended oh, yeah, up making remember, a store in LA. I remember you told me about yeah. that. Yeah. wild. And I'm like, bro, you are the first vendor I ever bought anything from. You know, and that made him emotional, you know, yeah. and stuff. And, that, you know, yeah. So, like, wherever we went, bro, it was like, if Brittany wanted something, she could have got something. Evelyn got a load of free shit. <laughs> load of it, bro. And, of course, you know, like, I got the homie hookup. You know, I'm not saying, I'm not like saying like, I'm going to use it to my advantage all the time. Like there was one booth that I went up to and I had a good tab going, you know, bill running up and they were like for you. And I was like, hold on, before you even consider that, let me get one more thing. You know, cause I always, I always want to buy as much as I can from these guys because I know at the end of the day, it's going to help them out. And they also have to take less back with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I'm also trying to drive drive their business because the way the conventions work, bro, whenever I'm shopping, especially when I'm in cosplay, it attracts the people to their booth as well. Yeah. So I, I try to like help everyone out, mm-hmm. you know? So that was really cool. I met Brett Weiss who um, made the NES, SNES omnibuses. I bought a book from him. Uh, it's like the 100 greatest games from 1977 to like 1987. Um, oh, yeah. You showed me that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It looks really cool. That one really got my attention. Um, and then I met, uh, well, a f- formally met Gerard Khalil. He on uh, YouTube, he's called The Completionist. He's also on G4 uh, TV now mm-hmm. or G4's YouTube channel because I don't think they're on TV, but. You know, they have their whole reboot thing, whatever. Yeah. Uh, we talked with him for a while, and, and he called me an icon at conventions. <laughs> that was really cool. That meant a lot. You know, he was like, no one else Super Mario's like you do, bro. He's like, whenever you're on the floor, like, everyone knows that's you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really cool to see. And we talked pro wrestling for a little bit because he's, like, best friends with fucking Adam Cole and Britt Baker. And he, uh, Xavier Woods from um, The New Day. Uh, is on, uh, gosh, I can't remember the name of the show, but it's on G4. You mm-hmm. know, so he, he's in with a lot of the pro wrestlers and stuff. So those were, I was wearing my AEW shirt that day too on Sunday. Yeah. So he was like, oh, what are your top three wrestlers? And I was like, <laughs> glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also got, I got loads of games, bro. Loads of games, comics, Pokemon cards, uh, MetaZoo cards. I, I never knew what that was until I got to the convention. And I was like, this looks really fucking cool. Let me try it. Let me buy some. You know? And then uh, I got some uh, awesome uh, limited run editions of Kanto Comics signed by David. Are you sure you want to use that limited run? 
Uh, special edition comics. There you there go. There we go. <laughs> um, and we also have a special interview with Premium Edition Games that you'll hear at the end of this segment. Uh, you should probably let them know about what happened to the other interviews. Yeah, speaking of which, I, in uh, all of my glory and uh, awesomeness, <laughs> had great interviews, especially with G to the next level, and uh, Homeboy forgot to press save <laughs> on all of them, except Premium Edition uh, Games interview. So... I'll be uh, I'll be doing some work. I'm backtracking to see if I can get these guests for the podcast again. <laughs> that yeah, that sucked, sucks. dude. It was on the drive home. I was looking at my phone and I was like, "Where's my interviews?" I had bought a special mobile mic for it. You know, you can record straight from that mic to Anchor on the phone, and uh, it just it did did yeah. I'm stupid. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Yeah, it was bad. So, unfortunately, we only have one interview, but it's a great interview from Premium Edition Games. Uh, they're like limited run, but better. So, anyways, guys, yeah. Bunch of interviews did not get saved at Game On Expo, but here is our interview with Premium Edition Games. The only interview that I managed to save. Enjoy it, guys. What's up, nerd geeks and gamers alike? It's your boy Nerdy Nick here at the Game On Expo 2022. This year has been huge. It's been crazy. 140,000 square foot of awesome nerd anime and gaming goodness. And today, we've got a very special guest here. The representative for Premium Edition Games, Scott. Scott, how's it going, man? Hey, what's up, Nick, man? It's great to be back, finally, after three years. Three years too long. Yes. So, we got an awesome booth here. Tell us a little bit about Premium Edition Games. So, what we do at Premium Edition is we link up with developers that make games, like, currently only for the Switch, that are only digital, and then we do physical print runs for them. So, they have something to bring to the market to sell at conventions and stuff like this. Or, right. Or for, you know, the person that wants something to put on their shelf. Right. So, what separates you guys from, say, like, Limited Run? <laughs> but other than that, though, I mean, we're not really big on trying to make stuff scarce for the, you know, for making it scarce. Right. You know, if we have a game that's really popular, you know, we'll try to do another print run if we can. Right, exactly. So, what are your big, what are, what are some of your big movers or big sellers right now? For this weekend, it's definitely been Demon's Tier. Okay. We teamed up with Game On Expo to actually do an exclusive cover art variant for that one. Right on. So, that's been a big seller. And then Phenotopia Awakening has been a real big seller. Okay. Right on. And um, we also see that you've got the Game On Exclusive Edition, right? That's right, yeah. So, how is that available? So you could pre-order that when you got your ticket. Right. That was the easiest way to get it. And then we had some extras that we're selling here at the table this weekend as well. Right on. What what uh, makes it exclusive? So th the only thing that separates that from the regular version is the cover art. So the cover art's completely redone. Oh, awesome. And then it also actually has the Game On Expo logo on the game. Cool. And it's individually numbered as well. That's awesome, man. So you got any upcoming new titles that are in the works right now? Yeah, uh, Rack and Ruin. Tuesday, you can pre-order that on our website. It's the newest addition to our Series 4 games that are coming out. Right on. It also includes Rain on Your Parade and then Wonderling DX. Awesome. Awesome. So where can we uh, find you guys? 
premiumeditiondames.com. And any well, socials? Yep, everything. Pretty much every social media that's out there we have a presence on. Right on, man. I'm going to grab myself a mighty fight and get rocking and rolling. All right, man. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. Yep. They actually the, give you their product. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just great, dude. Like, I got um, Mortal Kombat 1 and 2 signed by uh, Daniel and Carlos Piscina, who were Johnny Cage, Sub Zero, Scorpion, and Raiden, respectively. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, oh gosh, you'll have to forgive me. Ho Sung, Ho Sang, I can't remember how to pronounce his name properly, but he's the actor who did Liu Kang for the first two games as well. And they were, they were awesome. This, we were chatting it up with them for like 45 minutes, you know, like a amount of time. Yeah. They were even like interested in looking at our, like my bodybuilding pictures, you know, from back in the day and, uh, Brittany's, uh, bikini, you know, competitive pictures as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I've met Daniel Piscina before the guy who did like Johnny cage and whatnot. Um, you know, and, he was a homie. He's cool. We also talked with uh, Paul um, Nymeyer, I want to say is how you say his last name. He's the guy who made the uh, the dragon symbol and all the artwork for the original arcade. Really? Yeah, for um, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, he's he's a really cool dude. Yeah, he, he's got some unnecessary heat from Warner Brothers. They've asked him to stop like making money off of the Mortal Kombat logo. Huh. And he's like, bro, he's the guy who made it. You know, they, they've given him like NDAs or not NDAs. Um, what is it called? Uh, cease and desist to to stop, you know, showing the logo at his booths at conventions and this and that. So now, like on his banner for his booth, it, it would show him like holding the Mortal Kombat symbol uh-huh. with a dragon. But now it's got like a piece of paper over it that says... Warner Brothers has stopped me from showing this image or whatever, right? And all that does is just draw more attention to him, which is fucking fantastic. <laughs> you know, like, why you gotta be so greedy, Warner Brothers? I know, it's, he's the creator of Yeah. It. You know oh what I'm... My yeah. God. It is a... You show that symbol to anyone around the world and they're gonna know, oh, that's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Or that's that one arcade game. Mm-hmm. You know, so on and so forth. Or they'll think Scorpion, Sub-Zero. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, that's, oh, that's ass. Yeah, it's stupid. But it was great, dude. All around. Like, I, I, we don't even have enough time, really, because it's getting late in the night now. But it is just, it was an amazing time. It was an amazing time. I had people come up to me and be like, I was hoping you would be here because I, I know you're always at this convention. I wanted to meet you, mm-hmm. you know. I got to see um, uh, great fucking friends that I haven't seen in a long time, you know, made new connections with, with people, reestablished a working relationship with Collector Protector because, you know, during like my dark times in 2020 and stuff, I kind of stopped YouTube and uh, my live streams all together and stuff. But now we've got something going again. And, you know, I... There's one guy in particular. His name's Chris Tang. Mm-hmm. He is a competitive gaming legend. 
Hmm. He won Rock the Rock, which was an MTV gaming uh, challenge back in the day. It was on Alcatraz. And it was uh, a competition, like, during, uh, I think it was Sonic 2. Um, Yeah, like, way back. back. Way back. back. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he's gone on to work on video games like Primal Rage. He even worked on Primal Rage 2, but even though it got canceled. Oh, wow. Yeah, like uh, Street Fighter, Third Strike, I believe. And he's like really big into the competitive, uh, Tetris competitive scene. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Part of um, Tetris World Championships runs through Game On. Really? Yeah, it's like one of the semifinals or something like that. What? And so it's a big event. They've got it going on like the fucking Jumbotron, you mm-hmm. know, in the convention center. And um, he's a commentator for that. He's also on, like on ESPN. When they when they show Tetris, yeah, because it's a big deal, big deal. I mean, I knew Tetris was huge, but yeah, hey. yeah, um, and you know, every now and then when ESPN like does uh, ESPN the Ocho like as a, a a joke for a day, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever, he'll be on as well. Um, he came up to me on Sunday as the convention was closing down, and he was like, "Rocky, it was really good to see you." Because I was like helping Collector Protector break down the booth, mm-hmm. and um, he was like, "I just I need to tell you that you're always so positive, and you always say nice things, and it means a lot. You know, you're an inspiration." And here I am thinking like I'm just some fucking foul mouthed asshole who's not good enough to consider myself one of the rest mm-hmm. and whatever and. This legend comes up to me and is like friends with me on Facebook and sees my posts and sees my ups and my downs and stuff and tells me like I'm an inspiration to him and that I'm a positive influence and stuff. And that really like that got me, you know, that like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine, you know, and like Alex too, um, he, he ran, I forgot what it was called. You'll have to forgive me, Alex. It's a VR. Um, he's really big into VR. And they mm. had like a big booth there and stuff. And he also, you know, said the same shit to me. You know, he was he was a great guy there during dark times. But it made me realize, like, you know what? Because a lot of people were like, bro, why don't you st- why don't you live stream it on Wednesdays anymore? Why don't you do your nights with Nerdy Neck anymore? And what was your answer? I said I, I had to take a break and I just kind of fell off the wagon, you know, like I went through really hard times and then it just, it kind of just went away completely, you know, like mm-hmm. it is what it is. And they were like, bro, like bring it back, you know, and a lot of, um, it's funny because a lot of the female, a lot of my audience was female on nights with nerdy neck, Mm. you know, whether it be uh, a mom who's trying to get their kids to sleep or a girl who's big into gaming or movies or just into my takes on certain things from retro shit, Mm -hmm. you know, or modern shit. And a lot of the, their male, you know, partners or whatever be like, bro, my wife used to watch it all the time went and she like she she misses your show like when are you gonna bring it back mm-hmm. and i'm like i i never realized i had that kind of impact 
I never did. You know, the numbers and analytics never really showed it that it was important or whatever. But even if there were 20 people watching the live stream, it's a big deal to me, you know, and maybe that is worth the effort. You know, even if there's just five people in the crowd, you know, it's like, why not? Yeah. I'm making those five people's nights. And you're enjoying your time doing it as well. Yeah. It's not like, like, look, at, I'm never going to be famous for, for this. I'm never going to make it big as a YouTuber. I, I, I know my place in the world as far as this stuff goes. You know, I'm a maintenance guy by day, idiot by night. <laughs> And, like, I will always say whatever happens with this happens with it, you know, but I'm not shooting for stardom. I'm not aiming for the big bucks. I I don't know, man. I just want to make people happy at the end of the day. I want them to enjoy the content and stuff. And being at Game On showed me, like, there's a void that I left when I stepped away. I mean, dude, even people I didn't recognize came up to me and were like, when's your next episode going to come up? Shit, you're not, dude. And I'm like, excuse me, who but who are you? <laughs> and they like pull their mask down or whatever and they say their name and I'm like, I still don't know you. But if you're subscribed to me, thank you. And I'm sorry. <laughs> It's been a long weekend. I, I can't remember every, I, I, you know, and like, that's the thing too. Like I have like 430 subscribers mm-hmm. on YouTube. Not a whole lot. Hey, you but know. there's people that watch that don't subscribe. True. Yeah. More often than not, that's the case. And I'm like, just press the fucking button. Just click. <laughs> it is free. It takes minimal effort. <laughs> but anyways. I rest my case with that. I'm just like, come on. Why? Just do it. <laughs> come on, do it. Do it now. I'm here. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I uh, I really did feel like re-inspired. You know, like a little bit of that light kind of like started to flicker again. You know that scene in uh, My Hero when All Might's all scrawny and shit and he's like, huddling over the flame of one for all mm-hmm. to like keep it lit. It was like that kind of moment where it was like, but it's opposite. It's going the opposite direction. It sort of get brighter. And I realized, you know, like bro, I picked up a lot of cool shit at game on. And I think that's video worthy. And I do need to hop back on my YouTube channel. And would it kill me to do a half hour live stream? Like, every other Wednesday on Facebook? No. It's like, maybe I should fucking get back to it. You know? Maybe I should. And, you know, go from there. A friend of mine, who I won't name, because I don't want people to misconstrue his words as being hateful to others or whatever, but he told me, dude, You look completely unlike a nerd. And you talk about, you have so much knowledge about so many things nerds love. Mm -hmm. 
pro wrestling, comics, movies, TV, whatever. And you have a passion for it. You're not just some dude who suddenly got into shit because it's popular. Mm -hmm. Because you were a nerd when it was unpopular to be a nerd. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he goes, and you're pleasant to look at. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, guarantee you, you have a big female audience. And this was like months ago, bro, before we even started doing this. Now I'm like, seeing how we have a larger female audience kind of makes a little sense. But he's like, you stand out. You just don't realize it. Mm -hmm. He's got a point. He goes, you stand out and you need to accept that and run with it and use it to your advantage. And make content that's going to separate you from the rest. Using yourself and your uniqueness. And I guess I always just tried to be like AVGN. The Angry Video Game Nerd. I always tried to be like Metal Jesus. And I always tried to be like, you know, the Game Chasers and Path the NES. I always tried to be like everybody else, but I never tried to be like me. Mm -hmm. You know? And it's like... You take as many tries as you need. It's like when All for One told Shigaraki, he's like, no matter how many times you fail, as long as you keep trying, it's okay. Even though it's villain telling another villain, you know, keep fucking up the world. <laughs> You'll get it right one day. But it, it really is like that. Like, I just got to keep trying, you know, and it doesn't matter how many times i need to reboot my style or my uh channel or whatever it's all about the effort being put forth and the genuineness behind it yeah because all my videos have always been genuine you know and i really did think i had something going when i made my big comeback last year mm -hmm. with the whole i'm late video and I mean, it was, it was, I'll give you this it was super fucking creative it was thematic as shit you know <laughs> i was i was very like Spielberg Ian, you know, <laughs> and shit. And I, I kind of had a little thing going there for a while, but yeah, I don't know. We're running out of time. I just want to say thank you to everyone who listened uh, this far. Thank you for everyone and all of your support, your likes, your comments, uh, all the pictures taken at game on um, conversations had um, and just thank you. To anyone who's ever listened to this podcast, whether it be your first time, last time, uh, subscribed or not, make sure to subscribe because it's free. And, uh, you know, notif notifications help so you can know when we post. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, sorry for the, the little bit of a break. We needed it. Life happens. I've been Nerdy Nick. And this is Josh. You can find me on Instagram at Nerdy Nick, on Twitter at Buff Nerd, and on YouTube, Nerdy Nick underscore 91. You can find Josh deep in the sauce. Really deep. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the N Squared Podcast, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye. <laughs>